Oh, hey, hello, 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 everybody. It's me, Jake, and this is uh, episode... Uh, I know what it is. I just looked it up and now I forgot. That's your brain. That's your brain on Good Morning. Hey, it's episode 214. It's me, Jake. And I uh, don't have a guest today. I'm just going to admit that up front. You probably know that because you looked at the uh, title of the thing, which I haven't even figured out what that's going to be. So I just thought that I should say hello because it's been a while since the last episode with Karen Rontowski, who I really enjoyed having on the show. And if you are interested in uh, tarot uh, tarot readings or other types of things, you might want to check that out. I've, I've ordered a book off of Amazon. Hey, whoa, what am I doing here? I've got gigs coming up. The whole point of this is to tell you that I've got gigs coming up. I'm going to do that in a minute because it's just us talking today, and i got a few things that I want to talk about. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about is, is what uh, what's going on? What's going on with the podcast? How come there hasn't been any episodes? And I'll tell you what. Here's the thing. I love having guests on, and the reason there hasn't been an uh, episodes recently is because I've had a little bit of, I had somebody cancel on me, not to, you know, it's not that person's fault, but they, they were busy, they, something, anyway, and then I just, I, I don't know if I got depressed or I got busy doing other things, probably a combination of both, that seems like a weird thing to say, I was depressed and I was busy doing other things, but uh, that's how I roll, I can be depressed and I can be busy doing other things, in fact, if I think about it, that's how I spent most of my adult life, depressed and busy. Um, but it's been fun, thanks to everybody who's, who's come out to see a show. Um, so, yeah, Karen Rontowski was on, and she was talking about tarot readings, and uh, I then sent off for this book called The Full, Fact, F- Full Facts Book of Cold Reading. And uh, it's going to give me the, uh, the definitive guide to the finest persuasion technique in the world and its use in the psychic industry. So I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be using it in the psychic industry, but I'm going to, I, who wouldn't want to learn the finest persuasion technique in the world? Yeah. You know, I would, I would, I've been, you know, speaking of some of the rabbit holes I've been down lately, uh, Scott Adams, I heard him, he's the creator of Dilbert and I heard him on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. Then I went down the rabbit hole of, you know, listening, he's on Periscope and he's, he, he's a big Donald Trump is a great persuader kind of fan. I, I don't think he's a fan necessarily of what Donald Trump, of, of what he's doing, but I think he's a fan of the way he's doing it. But I can't put words in his mouth. He's, it's a little confusing. <laughs> when you get down that rabbit hole, you can find yourself slightly disoriented. And he would say that's because you were disoriented when you came into the rabbit hole and he's trying to reorient you. But uh, I'm wise to that bullshit. Um, I think I think he's got his own, uh, well, I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, I can't put words in his mouth. Anyway, that's a rabbit hole that you can go down if you want to check out Scott Adams on Twitter. It's almost daily that he's posting some kind of his explanation of what he thinks Trump is up to. I haven't listened to it lately because it's, you know, frankly, I can look at Twitter and Periscope until I get angry. And then I stop. You know, you should decide what emotion you want to have when you log on to Facebook or Twitter or any social media. Look, think about it before you even go on there. What am I going for? Am I going for happy? Am I going to get angry? Do I want to get frustrated? Do I want to get motivated? You go on there with a desired emotional result, and then you just stay on there until you get that result. And don't forget when you're clicking on things... (laughs) what your desired result is, because sometimes you can click on things that are contrary to your desired result, and that has happened to me quite a lot. I think I'm going on Twitter to find out what's going on, and then I wind up angry, or depressed, or frustrated, 
or whatever. Anyway, if you're looking for some of those emotions, check out, <laughs> check out Scott Adams. Um, and uh, now let's plug some of my gigs. Now that I've plugged Scott Adams, uh, uh, I am coming up. Oh, what's, you know what's good is a little music while I'm doing this. We haven't had music during the plugs because it hasn't been. Used to be things, things used to be different back in the old days. All right, let's turn the music on. That's nice, right? I think it's nice. I think it's nice. Let's bring it down a little bit. That's really nice. Yeah. All right. October 7th, I'm going to be in Bozeman, Montana. Bozeman, Montana, October 7th at the Ellen Theater. I'm going to come in a day early in case anybody wants to meet for some eggs. Uh, I've got a favorite spot there. It's everybody's favorite spot. Um, and I can't, I've got to dig the hat out of my hat box. Um, so anyway, I'll see you October 7th. Then October 26th to the 29th, I've got a uh, tour of the D.C. area coming up. And that is going to be pretty... Ah, oh, the music. There, you got to get that started again. I'm going to the D.C. area, October 26th through 29th. Something a little bit different. I, I've been going to at a club there for a long time. I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to confuse you. But I'm not going to that place. I'm going to some different places. So October 26th, Thursday, I'm going to be in Arlington, Virginia at the Arlington Draft House. That place is the real deal. they got some great comedy shows there, and I'm, I'm going to be one of them. October 26th, Thursday. Uh, Friday, October 27th, I'm going to Fredericksburg, Virginia to the Courtyard Marriott. <laughs> My friend Romain Mostafavi is uh, organizing this little tour, and uh, we're going to the Courtyard Marriott on October 27th. It's a gig that he... he does shows there regularly so it'll be a lot of fun you can check all these on my website jakethis.com but october 28th i'm going to be in lorton virginia at the workhouse art center and then uh, sunday october 29th i'm doing a matinee at the terra nebula winery and saturday Saturday, sunday night the 29th i'm going to be in rockville maryland at the viz arts center and uh, so please come out and check those out and then i've got some other dates coming up later in the year i'm going to be in san francisco of course, and I'm coming to Oxnard. I've got a show, which is not on my website yet, but the Saturday after Thanksgiving, I've got a little tradition of doing the uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving at the Melrose Improv here in Los Angeles, if you want to come see that. And then also, I know the music stopped, but this is the kind of outlaw I am today. Um, so come see that show that Thanksgiving Saturday. It's always a fun time. It's a good bring your family. I'm booking comics that you can bring your family, and it will be okay (laughs) if you know what i mean um and then um what else have i got october 22nd i've got this benefit school show for my daughter's school october 22nd in santa monica i've got to put that up on the website yet but that's the the smash um smash comedy night you can probably search for that on eventbrite i know i'm making work for you but if you want to come to that that's going to be me and uh, four or five other comics it's always a great show it benefits my daughter's school if you want to come out in Santa Monica, you want to meet my wife, she'll be there. That's an opportunity that you can have. That sounds creepy. Why do you want to meet my wife? Um, well, because you like me and you want to know more about me. That's right. That's I knew that. I knew the answer to that. Um, all right, so let's get back to the whatever. What were we talking about? Oh, some rabbit holes that I've been down. I've been down some rabbit holes, ladies and gentlemen. And not just the, uh, the what the hell's going on with the Trump. I've, I've also been down some other rabbit holes. One of the other rabbit holes... You know, as you know, if you've been listening for a while, I'm into this tiny house thing. I got into the tiny house idea of tiny houses before, well, you know, everybody wants to claim that they knew about stuff before somebody else knew about stuff. But I was uh, I was one of the early 
people down the tiny house rabbit hole, and now it's getting crowded down there because it's tiny. Um, but uh, now I'm on the, uh, and I think this is a pretty big rabbit hole, the sprinter van conversion, you know, camper live in your van rabbit hole, which then leads to the live in your even smaller van rabbit hole, which leads to I'm living in my Toyota Prius rabbit hole, which then starts to get a little bit depressing because, you know, it's first of all, it starts off feeling like people have made a life choice. And then second of all, it feels like, oh, these people are making the best out of being homeless. And uh, that is tough going. But I can tell you that um, down that rabbit hole, there is some very interesting stuff. And I've been listening to this guy. Oh, God, I'm trying to read what his name is now. Well, his name is Bob, and uh, he talks about living in a van, and his uh, his YouTube channel is Cheap RV Living, so you should check out Bob. He's just a sweet guy, and he will tell you all about how to convert your van or your vehicle to be able to live in it, and his story is pretty interesting. Is that, can you hear that airplane? I, I feel like I can, I can hear an airplane better through the microphone than I can in the room that I'm in, which is a slightly problematic, but... Anyway, um, Cheap RV Living, I've been down that rabbit hole. If you'd like to check out some of those and then get back to me. I've got a friend who's a comedian who's um, moving out of Los Angeles. And, you know, it's weird when you're trying to help help somebody out <laughs> and then your suggestion, you know, he's like, I'm short on some gigs and I think I'm going to have to move out of my apartment. And I don't know where I'm going to go. Maybe I'll move in with my parents for a little while, get my, get my act together. And I'm like, hey, uh, have you thought about living in your vehicle? <laughs> You know, that's when that's your advice, when that's the advice that I have to offer to one of my friends. Uh, it made me feel both, uh, you know, it seems it seems like a good idea to me, to a person who's not moving into his vehicle. Uh, it seems like a good idea. But if you're faced with that, my heart goes out to you. And uh, but but do please check out this guy and uh, YouTube because there's some great helpful videos on there. And you want to if you if you're going to be moving into your vehicle, you'd like to do that while you have some money to kind of put into making it a little bit nicer than, uh, than it's, than it's going to be if you just move in there with your, your pants and your bedding from your, wherever you're living now. Anyway, so I've been down that rat hole. Um, I've been watching the news, of course, you know, the news, you got to watch that until you're mad. I saw that, I heard this story the other day on NPR that the think tanks uh, are controversial because there's a conflict of interest about think tanks and uh, because they're financed by the people who want them to think and come up with the result that they want, which is no surprise to me. I mean, think tank, who, who, who has got, people are moving into their vans now. Who has got extra money to be donating to a think tank for people to think about stuff? I'm not. Who's doing that? Rich people and corporations with a shit ton of extra money are spending money on think tanks to think of things that are beneficial to them. That's what's going on. Well, meanwhile, you and I, we can't fund a think tank. We're doing a think tank. We're in the tank trying to think about how we're going to get out of the tank. You know, that's that's what the rest of us are doing. So, so yeah, no kidding. Think tanks are BS. Voting, you got to vote. But half the time, these think tanks are thinking up ways to get you to make a foolish mistake with your vote. Not that uh, not that you're foolish, not that any of us are foolish. We're all pretty smart, but, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Well, I should say that about, I could say that about us listening here, right? If you weren't smart, why would you listen to this? Or maybe you made a mistake. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's slowly dawning on you that, uh, I don't, this isn't not, this, I'm not interested in this. Um, 
But thank you to the people who are legitimately interested. And, uh, you know, hey, it's a free country. Uh, to people who aren't interested in this, you know, you can download some other episode of a podcast. I, w- I was listening to a friend of mine's podcast. There's a rabbit hole that I went down. Um, oh, God, I'm going to have to. Jeez, uh, can I Google? I think I, I know how to pause this while I'm, I'm going to pause for just one second. All right, so I'm back. That didn't, it didn't seem like anything, but I stopped for a minute while I had to do, do a little Googling because I've been listening to this podcast. So as I'm planning this smash comedy night, I was going to invite uh, my friend who I invited a couple years ago, but she got sick and couldn't make it because uh, she was sick. Anyway, so I thought, oh, I'll invite her this year. But I was talking to another friend who said, did you know that she has an incredibly successful podcast? And I said, well, no, I don't. I didn't know that because, because look, let's face it, I'm depressed and I'm busy doing a lot of other stuff. I can't, I can't know about everything. I, the way I find out about things is I think about coming out of my, um, my uh, tank where I'm thinking and uh, and then and then I start asking questions, and then people tell me things. But anyway, so it turns out that my friend Karen Kilgariff has has got a very successful podcast called uh, My Favorite Murder, which she does with Georgia Hardstark. Hardstark, that's her name. And uh, so I'm on their website right now, and I've listened to several episodes. It's pretty. It's a pretty. Um, if you're into if you're into murder, if you'd like to know about some murders and how how murders go down, uh, it's it, it's interesting. I don't know that I'm that person, but I have to say, once I got into listening to these two talk about uh, murders, I really enjoyed it. And their, their catchphrase, which my wife and I now have been using when we say goodbye to each other for any period of time during the day, is uh, the catchphrase of the podcast. My favorite murder is uh, "Stay sexy, don't get murdered." So <laughs> that right there is reason to listen to the podcast or even just go on their website and buy yourself a t-shirt that says that. I mean, you know, you, you, you can just help them out. You don't have to listen to people talk about murder. You can just buy a t-shirt that says, stay sexy, don't, don't get murdered. Or you can say that to your loved one when they come home the next time, right before they leave. I think that's how you do it. I think you say it right before they leave. Stay sexy, don't get murdered. See you later. Um, so that's a rabbit hole that I've been down, and that's also a plug for a friend of mine. I don't, I don't, I don't have her tour dates, but let me tell you something. This is the reason that she can't do the Smash School Comedy Night is because I think she's touring the world talking about murders with her friend um, Georgia Hardstark. Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark are talking about murders um, and traveling around the world while I'm in my house coming out of some. <laughs> Some kind of minor, let's face it, it's minor depression. It's not a major depression, but it's minor. Look, they're all serious. It could be, if I've said this oftentimes, if there was a light switch on the wall that if I flicked it, I'd be dead. I, I would have been out of here by now. So thank God we don't have that. That's also why I don't have a gun. You know, it's not a good idea. Anyway, so um, so that's serious. But I'm not. It's not. Please don't worry about me. Worry about yourself right now. And I'm, I'm worried about you, too. My, sort of, in a way. I don't, We don't know each other. Some of you I know. And uh, most of the people who do interact with me on the podcast, I, I, they're they're nice, they're nice people. And I'm slightly there's that airplane again. I can't believe this microphone is pretty good at picking up airplanes. They don't really sell it that way. Um, so in order to come out of my uh, my slight, uh, when I got in the think tank and I said, "How am I going to get out of this? Uh, how am I going to get out of this tank?" One of the thoughts that occurred to me is I could. Uh, I could listen to some of the motivational people I like. So here's another, here's another, uh, here's another thing that I do when I'm not doing this or comedy shows, uh, which I, I hope you'll come see. Please, the depression does not affect. In fact, I think the depression enhances the comedy show. Um, but uh, when I'm not uh, doing this, I'm also listening to Mike Dolce, who's a trainer for the uh, 
the UFC and he has his own uh, his diet, fitness, nutrition books, and he's also on Periscope. So he's much better. If your goal is to go on Periscope and get motivated to go get your mind right and get some shit done and start changing your life and getting better, that's the go listen to Mike Dolce because he's it's tough love and he curses a lot, a lot more than I curse, but uh, I don't mind a little cursing. Look, I'm a comedian. I've heard whatever whatever terrible thing you think you're going to say to freak me out. Um, I I've heard it, so I think. But don't try. That's not a that's not a challenge. Okay, I apologize. You probably have thought of some freaky things that I haven't heard of. But so check out Mike Dolce. But he convinced me. Uh, well, he didn't convince me. I knew. I knew. Look, I know, I've been exercising. I've been trying to stay fit. Uh, one of his how I kind of found out about him was listening to him on some of these other podcasts, and then I got into his podcast, and now I've been listening to him on. Um, on Periscope from time to time. And then I bought his book, Three Weeks to Shredded, in case you want to get shredded. Uh, so I've been trying, so I listened to the thing, I've been trying, I, well, I looked at the book and I decided, okay, he's got a thing about drinking water in there. So the first week of the three weeks, you drink a gallon of water a day. And then the second week, you drink two gallons. And then the third week, you drink three gallons a day. I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day. And it is like a job to drink a gallon of water a day. It's like a job, not just drinking the water, but then the water, once you drink, if you're drinking that much water, you're, you're visiting, you're visiting your, your friend, the bathroom a lot. So, uh, so anyway, I've got it. I've decided he, he, he had this goal that he's going to run 10 miles on November 17th. I thought, well, maybe I'm going to start back running. So, so I went jogging, I went jogging, um, a couple of days ago for first, the first day I thought, well, I'm going to start easy. I'm just going to set my timer. I'm going to go out, I'm going to jog for seven minutes. And I was wearing these shoes with the not much of a padding in them, so I'm, I'm running on the balls of my feet like you're supposed to, you know, like that. I read that barefoot running book a couple uh, years ago, and uh, you know we're all supposed to be running on our bare balls of our feet. It's screwing up our legs to be landing on our heels, and the only reason we can do that is because these modern shoes that are providing this impact. I, God, I hope this is interesting to you because I feel like I'm just think dumping. Um, but uh, it's interesting to me. Look, it's a free country. So I go out jogging in these minimalist shoes, so i got to land on my uh, uh, balls of my feet, which then puts your calves into play in a major way. So the first day I go for seven minutes, and the next day my calves are a little bit sore, but I decide, well, look, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go up one minute, you know. I'm hoping maybe I can get up to 10 miles someday, too. So I think, well, the first first day I'm going to go for seven minutes. The next day I go up eight. I go out for eight minutes. <laughs> My feet were, my calves were so sore, even that night before I went to bed, but then forget about it, the next morning, yesterday, when I got out of bed, I could hardly walk, I could hardly walk, my calves were just a mess, I had to hold the stairs like an old man, the, the railing, the railing, who needs a stair railing, well, you realize why you gotta put those things in, why the building code calls for those things, cause, uh, you know, <laughs> When your legs don't work right, you like to hold on that railing, cause you're spotting yourself is basically what's going on, we can't all afford a spotter in our lives. Uh, which is going to help you, though, in the depression department. If you had a spotter, if you had a spotter, you're like, look, I'm going to call my, i got to call my, I don't want to say my, my, my parents don't listen to this, but if I, I got to call my parents, I'm worried about being a little uh, upset afterwards, will you spot me? Now, that was just, if you're listening, Mom, that's uh, just an example, because a lot of people have problems with their parents. I, of course. <laughs> mm. Um so anyway, we'd like to have a spotter. Uh, anyway, I, so my fitness goal—I don't know what my fitness goal exactly is—but it's. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try try and jog. It's gonna be a little more complicated than I thought. I thought, okay, well, I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try and work out. Do a little something 
every day, you know, not uh, not a hour long workout, not uh, not a major thing. Just just like get out there, exercise for a half hour or so every day. Do some jogging, do some weightlifting. I mean, I'm already doing a little bit of that, and uh, then maybe I'm going to get back into running. But it's going to take a little longer than I thought because my legs are just feeling okay now. I think I might have to go back to heel impact because uh, that balls of your feet thing is. Uh, I don't know how those people are doing it, but I guess the I guess the answer to that, if I had to be my own person, if I had to be my own self, help. If I can't afford anyone else in this think tank; it's just me. So if I had to answer my own question, um, how do you get used to the balls of your feet thing? It's like, well, you didn't start slow enough. I didn't start slow enough. Not you. <laughs> I didn't start slow enough. What I need to do is start a little bit slower on the balls of my feet, and then work my way up to a seven-minute jog, which feels a little ridiculous because you like to think you're you like you like to think you're in some kind of decent shape and then you go out for a jog for seven minutes i thought i would run out of gas i thought i thought i wouldn't have the wind to go for more than seven minutes but i didn't feel winded um i broke a little bit of a sweat but my calves it was my calves those are the weakest link those are the weakest link um anyway that's a good story <laughs> and then what else happened this week oh a friend of mine asked me to go to a fundraiser. This is a thing, this is a, you know, you get into these uh, weird ethical situations sometimes if you're a person who thinks about ethics, and more and more we're thinking about ethics less and less, believe me, if you, uh, if you go on Twitter or you follow politics at all, ethics seems like a low on the, uh, and that's not a thing that's a priority. So uh, I, I do try and think about ethics sometimes, and I do think that this, uh, oh, God, what was the the, the thing where they, the, oh, hang on, I'll be right back. i got to pause. All right, I'm back. The Citizens United Supreme Court ruling, which uh, said that uh, corporations are people and they can donate money to uh, uh, political campaigns, and, uh, you know, I think that's not such a great idea. I feel like people should just donate to campaigns and people should not be donating tons of money. There should be a limit so everybody can participate. Obviously everyone, except for people who are on the bones of their ass and got to live in their vehicles, um, they're not able to financially participate in elections. I mean, it would be great maybe if our elections were funded by some kind of um, government money, which would be taxes, which means that then poor people are paying less taxes. I know, then you down the socialist road. But anyway, I don't think it's such a great idea to let corporations and these big just financial beasts be dumping money in to buy ads to convince people who don't have the time to read up on things to vote the way that the ad says to vote because they've figured out some tricky way of phrasing things to confuse you about what's in your interest and what's not in your interest. I don't think that's a good idea. And so anyway, my friend says, oh, we got this candidate. He, he's, he's on the, our, the, the, he's more of a progressive liberal kind of agenda, which, you know, I'm, I'm more that guy. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, trying, I'm not trying to argue with anybody. That's just who I think that I am in my life. And so this is a friend of mine who is from, um, another state. And this guy, this candidate that we're going to this fundraiser, supposedly we're invited for, is here in California. But the guy's running to, for Congress in Ohio. And we're going to go, we're supposed to go and find out about, hey, it's a chance to turn this red seat in Congress blue. And and my thing is like, look, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of down with that. I mean, I'm interested in what the guy has to say. But why am I 
a person who lives in California giving money to a candidate who's running for office in another state. Like, does is is he going? If I give him a hundred dollars, does that mean that I get to call him on the phone and go, "Hey, this is how I think you should vote"? Well, no, that's not the way it works. If you're elected in a in a congressional district, you represent the people in your district. But so now people outside the district are giving money to you. It's like it creates this weird conflict of interest of like, hey, who does he represent? The people who gave him money, who he flew out here to California to to um, to do a fundraiser for? Does he represent the people in his district? And it's like, well, you know, then my wife says, well, the, the you know, Citizens United allows the Koch brothers are donating money to make their shit happen. Why shouldn't we be giving $20 to this guy to run for office in this other state? And I'm like, yeah, I know, but just because the Koch brothers are doing it, that doesn't mean we should do it. In fact, generally speaking, in my opinion, <laughs> if the Koch brothers are doing something, that means that we shouldn't be doing that. Um, so... I'm not the guy that you want at your fundraiser who's going to ask the question of like, hey, if I give you money, does that mean you're going to do what I say? <laughs> you know, I don't think that's that's not the spirit. They're trying to say, look, we all believe in the same thing, and so let's help each other out, even though we don't live in the same state. I, I think I'm pretty sure in my think tank about this situation that that's what they would say to me, and I would still say, well, I don't, I still don't agree with that. I think you got to get a little bit. A little bit hard with yourself if you're not going to stand for your principles. Um, you got to stand for something or you fall for anything. Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard that one, but the first time I heard it, uh, <laughs> it was a pretty good eye opener. I'll say it again: you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Um, so, yeah, I feel like you when you're listening to the ethical argument of something and it makes sense to you, and even though it's in your interest to do the unethical thing then you still got to do the ethical thing because that's the whole thing about ethics and principles is you got to put those ahead of the other thing. Now, if you're talking about it's going to cost you your life, um, well, that's a different story. And I feel like that's that decision, while well, decisions are up to the individual, but that's where that's where it gets a little tricky, doesn't it? Um, anyway, boy, so I'm not going to that fundraiser. That's a, chance, that's a chance to see some of my friends who agree with me about some things that I'm not going to go to because I didn't want to be the turd in the punch bowl. I don't know if you've heard that one, but uh, probably that's been around for a while. But nobody, nobody wants... Well, some people do want to be the turd in the punch bowl. I shouldn't say nobody wants to be the turd in the punch bowl, but some people, I feel like you look at some people, their behavior, the way they live their lives, and it's like... That is their role. Their role is like, I am the turd in the punch bowl wherever I go. Whereas me, I'm trying to not be that guy. And I'm, and I'm trying to steer clear of those guys. I'm not, I'm, you know, they always talk about you got to upgrade your peer group. But uh, I don't think I got too many turd in the punch bowl pals in my life. Um, <laughs> that said, you know, I, I have to have compassionate towards, compassion towards those people because... Uh, <laughs> As the story I've just told illustrates, I can potentially be the turd in the punch bowl if I'm not careful. And uh, so that's what else am I doing? Oh, so that's one of the other things I'm doing. So I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. Um, I'm not drinking alcohol for 30 days. I'm I'm six days in. <laughs> Congratulations! I only have to do that five more times. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that's going to help a little bit with the. That's going to help me get that extra gear that I need to. Uh, <laughs> to, to run to go out for a 10 minute jog um and i'm thinking about signing up for this uh, foodist kitchen thing that i heard about on uh, 
Tim Ferriss's podcast. I guess I listen to a lot of podcasts. Well, I'm not doing my podcast. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. I highly recommend Tim Ferriss's podcast. In fact, if you if you're uh, if you're having your doubts about this one right now, go listen to almost any of Tim's. They're pretty great. Uh, but uh, he had he had this woman on from the Foodist Kitchen, and I can't, let me pause just a second so I can see what I'm talking about. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. All right, hey, I'm back. Okay, so the Foodist Kitchen. Uh, learn to cook without recipes in 30 days is uh, what you do on that website. And it's Daria Rose. She's a neuroscience PhD and author of Foodist and creator of Summer Tomato, one of Tom's 50 best websites. Okay, I don't know if she's... Uh, that doesn't make her sound super great, but I, I enjoy listening. Now, look, I'm ready to pull the trigger on this. Uh, I think it's, God, you got to scroll all the way. They make you read a lot of stuff before you finally get down to, like, what's it cost? I want to do this. Um, so it's, uh, it's uh, I think it's a month-long thing for 99 bucks, and they they give you simple daily email lessons. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do it right now. Because tonight I'm going camping with my daughter's school. There's a lot of things you got to do when you have a daughter who's in school. You got to produce a comedy show to benefit the school. You got to go camping with all of them. Uh, you got to you got to argue with the other parent. We don't have to argue with the other parents, but you have to motivate, try to see if you can uh, persuade the other parents. That's why I can't wait to read this book that I was telling you about, the uh, cold book of cold reading, because I want to learn some pro- persuasion techniques. Because we're trying to make to affect some changes at my daughter's school, as regarding and pertaining to uh, the physical education department and also the music instruction, which is happening. I don't want to go into the details of that, but uh, those are things that you have to do anyway. So this food is kitchen. I'm thinking about doing that. If you're listening to this and any of these things sound interesting and you want to do them or you want to be participate with me in interacting and doing these things, uh, let me know because. Let's face it, I'm in, the, I'm in the think tank all by myself. I do, David, who's in Scotland, is also in the think tank, although I'm not in, sorry, David, I haven't responded to you lately, but uh, um, he, he's in the think tank also with me, in a way, I can say. Or it's like parallel play. If you have a, if you have a small child, what you do is you have a play date where you get another kid over. You know, I'm talking about like babies, like one, one and a half years old, and they, they just sort of roll around and suck on things and you know, getting tug of wars, but then they sort of do their own thing. So anyway, David and I are in a parallel play situation. Anyway, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to find out about, if you'd like to do the foodist kitchen or um, do some jog things, you don't have to do that with me. You can do that with Mike Dolce. <laughs> He's into that. But man, if you know how to, how I can get my calves, I'm trying to do that. I really want to learn to run on the balls of my feet. But my initial experience was so brutally. I was rejected by my calves on that. Anyway, so that's what I want to do. And then what's the last thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, we had an older friend visit, and uh, her husband had just passed away. And she was telling my wife, you know, one of the things they never talked about before he died was what was her life going to be like after he was gone. And it kind of, it's it's interesting, you know, that, that uh, you're right. They didn't talk about that. But when you think about it, why Why would they talk about that? I mean, if, if I'm dying, I, I, well, it's a little note to self. Like, if you're dying and you're leaving behind a loved one, you might want to say, hey, what are your plans after I'm gone? And this is what I, this is what I hope and dream for you now while I'm live, alive in these few short days I have left. But also, on the other hand, it's like, hey, I'm dying and uh, I'd love to take a little time out 
of that to talk to you about what's going on with your life. But I had a pretty big to-do list because I'm dying. I got to take care of a lot of stuff and I'm going through a lot of emotions. And so I apologize that I forgot to ask you, you know, how you felt about the whole thing. It's tricky, isn't it? People's feelings, compassion, you got to get out there and you got to try and help each other out. But it, but when she said it, it was a real mind blower because I was trying to be, obviously she's a friend of ours. And so you, I'm trying to be compassionate towards her trying to think like, Oh, get on her wavelength and think about what it's like to be her. But I could just kind of couldn't help to, to, feel sort of on the the dead guy's side. I mean, and I don't think that's just because I'm a man. If it was reversed, it would. I would also be like, hey, that person died. So, I mean, they were already... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if you feel like you need to yell at them because they didn't have that conversation with you. It's too late for that. But whatever you wanted to say to them, it can't be worse than uh, being dead, which is what they... You know, that's kind of where I immediately went. And uh, it was really tough to kind of think about, like, what's it like to be the other person? And, and if she's having that feeling, you know, I'm a person, you're a person, that might be a feeling that we might have if somebody died. And then what does it feel like to have that feeling? Because I'm a person and I've got the thoughts and ideas that I've just had. And you might feel like, oh, I don't even want to say out loud, hey, we never talked about what my life would be like afterwards. Um, I, well, I might not even want to say that out loud. I might be having that feeling and not want to say it out loud because I feel like it casts me in sort of a bad light. And so that I'm just eating that feeling and not talking about it. So, um, on the one hand, yeah, I suppose I think it's good that, that she brought it up on the other hand, man, it's a, it's like, boy, you're really making some work for yourself. If you're the survivor in that situation and you're mad at the dead person, cause they didn't uh, take your needs more into consideration as regarding the fact that they were going to be dead and you would be all alone. Ugh, it's tough. It's tough. And if you've just experienced the loss of someone, my heart goes out to you because it's just, that must be that must be rough. And that's just an example of some of the thoughts that you must have going through your mind. Boy, this conversation is really taking a turn for the serious right now. This is how you wind up in the the depressed, busy think tank. This is how you wind up there. You you have this. This would be a conversation that I was just having with myself, all by myself. And it just you get into some kind of spiral before the next thing you know, you're drinking whiskey at what what time is it right now? It's ten to ten in the morning. I I'm not having. I'm I'm off booze for thirty days, maybe more, maybe more. To be honest, I don't. Um, I don't really feel like uh, booze has been a. It's it's not been a. It's not been a good a, as good a friend to me lately as it has been in the past. You know, in terms of uh, just you know, kind of makes me tired. And uh, and then I heard someone talk about this. This is probably on some other podcast that I listened to. Uh, I heard somebody say uh, drinking alcohol is like borrowing a good time from tomorrow. And that's definitely the way it feels. Like whatever amount of fun you're having tonight, you're paying it back tomorrow with interest. And so, um, yeah. Now I'm just drinking. Now I'm just into drinking a, a lot of water and peeing, and then using the handrail. I'm thinking about buying a cane to deal with this calf thing. That's not true. My calves are still they're still tender to the touch, and it's been this is the day before yesterday that I went on the eight mile run. So I don't know what I should do today. Maybe I'm going to do some running, Googling about running. Um, but uh, what more can we discuss now? That's about, I made a little list. I didn't have a guest, and so I made a little list of uh, things that I wanted to discuss. And I feel like I've worked my way through them. I'm very 
grateful to all the people who are listening. I'm also trying to really think also about uh, what I might want to do with the podcast after my my friend Karen Kilgariff became so successful with her podcast about murders. It made me think, like, what should I be talking about on this podcast that is going to that is going what what does I'm not I don't really want to talk about murders and she's already doing that so I don't really t- want to talk about murders um, I don't really want to talk about lewd sex I mean sex and murder I just immediately my mind goes there right sex and violence those are the two things that people put together and that's the winning combination that's what everybody's interested in is sex and murder that's what they want to talk about all the time and I just don't know that I'm interested in sex and murder but maybe there's an well I am. <laughs> Look, I'm interested in sex and murder. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying I don't think I want to do a podcast that's just about sex and murder. So I'm trying to think what theme could I adopt for the podcast that would make it easier for me to do if I don't have a guest. And maybe it's this. Maybe this is that. Maybe maybe just make a list. But also, no, wait. The other question is, like, how how is it interesting for you, the people who are listening? Like, what what, what do you want? Not that I'm, not that I'm trying to cater to people's needs, but I, I'd like to get those to overlap. I like what I want to do, which is what happened today. Well, we did what I wanted to do, um, and I say we, assuming that someone is still listening, because if 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 I imagine that everybody's quit by now, um, that that would just be too much. Uh, so something that we both want to do, that I want to do, and that you want to listen to, that would be um, compelling to more of us than are listening now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I got to go back to the think tank now, and I also got to pack up the sleeping bags for this camp out where we're going to go camp and we're going to argue about physical educa- education. This is the thing. I feel like some of the other parents, they think PE is not important. And, and certainly, I think that's an attitude that I can relate to from when I was a kid. Like, PE is just some stupid thing that you're doing at school. I can't believe we got to do PE. And then, of course, when you first have to take a shower with a bunch of other people and your body's changing and you got to take that naked thing out in front of everybody else to see and make fun of potentially or whatever it's not it's not fun PE but when you think about it as an adult I mean it doesn't make sense to still think that PE is not a significant thing because what are most adults trying to figure out is how to work out how to work exercise and fitness into their life because you know you don't want to be the person who can't go down the stairs without grabbing onto the handrail I'd like to be able to go handrail and and cane walker free for as long as I can. Let's face it, we're all eventually, if everything goes right, going to deteriorate and die unless we get hit by a bus or get some kind of early fatal disease. Boy, it's fun in the think tank, isn't it? Um, so physical fitness is an important it's an important part of being an adult, and I would argue that in some ways it's almost more important than some of the other things that you that you're learning in school or at least it's something that you're going to use more on a daily basis than some of the other things if you get a physical fitness habit whether it's jogging or playing basketball or doing yoga or going surfing whatever whatever that thing that you become passionate about when you're young is that's going to keep your body on your side later in life so physical fitness is an important thing and it's not it shouldn't just be some bs sideline to-do list thing Especially, that's not how you want. That's not the attitude you want to teach children to have about PE, because that is the attitude that's going to keep them, you know, fat and miserable when they get older. And I'm not trying to fat shame. I'm saying, oh God, I don't even know why I said that. I don't even know why I said I'm not trying to fat shame because I don't think anyone even thought that. Oops, I made a little noise. 
this microphone is really great at picking up all the things that you don't want it to pick up. So, um, anyway, we're going to go on the camp out. We're going to talk about PE. I've lost my train of thought. I hope, uh, I hope you're well. I thank you for listening. Don't give up. As you can see, I've not given up. Although sometimes there's a voice in my head that tells me, just give up. Just why do the podcast? And the why do the podcast? Because I like doing it. It's something to do. It's something to do. It's fun. I'm connecting with people. I'm part of a, I'm part of a, there's a, there's a we're, we're having a parallel think tank thing going on. So uh, think about some things that you would like me to think about and send me an email, jake at jakethis.com, and I will uh, talk to you soon. Don't give up. There will pl- be plenty of time to give up later. I can't, I didn't really, that wasn't a clean one. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. I'm saying that to you. I'll see you in Bozeman, Montana. I'll see you in the D.C. area. Check out those dates. JakeThis.com. Thank you.